The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. We were back to it on Wednesday with some Zoom conference calls as the Chiefs get ready to take on the Denver Broncos on Sunday night football. At the podium, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, wide receiver Sammy Watkins, and cornerback Legereus Sneed. First up, let's hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Oh, on the injury front... um uh, Rashard Breland just uh, had the stomach virus, and so he um, we we sent him home there. And then uh, Dorian uh, has an ankle sprain; he didn't practice today. Everybody else practiced; did a nice job. Look for the challenge of playing the Broncos. Um, listen, they're getting some guys back, and they're good football players, and um, that's how this year's working. So they're. They'll be fully loaded when they come in here, and uh, our guys know that, and we've got a good week of practice. So today we started off, had a good day today, and uh, we'll get ready for the challenge of playing uh, the Broncos. So with that time, George. Start first with Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy. um, Given what happened with the Broncos quarterback situation last week, have you changed any ways you handle your three guys in terms of separating them or distancing them, whatever you want to say in that regard? Yeah, so we make sure. Too. Yeah, these monitors end up being real important for us. So um, we make sure that we keep uh, if they're bl- if they're blinking, we, we don't want to blink at all. So um, and in that they've got a good sized room that they can be in where um, they they can have that separation and uh, and plus some. So. And then they're, th- those guys are flawless by wearing their masks. I mean, they, they keep those things on uh, relentlessly. So that, that becomes important also. <clears throat> oh, so no changes in that regard? No. Okay, so if you had a situation like the Broncos did where your quarterback room for one game got wiped out like they did, who, who would be your guy? Who do you go to in that situation? Who's your emergency guy? Well, I might be calling you, you know, take, take charge. Um, we, we've got guys that we work in as a third quarterback on, on game day. So um, I'm not going to put that out there, but we have a couple guys that we work every week. <clears throat> Go next to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, um, Andy, I wanted to ask you about uh, your pass rush. Um, it's obviously a big part of, of, of how you guys defend. Um, I think you'd agree you didn't get home enough against the Bucs in the last few weeks. What, what part of that do you see is the, the competition, the guy across from them? What part does your guys need to beat their guy? What part is blitz calls, all that? Yeah, so sometimes that can be determined by, you know, hits on quarterback. Um, 
I tell you, we, we were able to keep his feet off balance and that paid off for us. Um, so it's not always about, you know, the free rush and you, you get, you know, you hit the quarterback, but if you can make a move and keep him off balance, I mean, that becomes a big thing. And if you can do that with Tom Brady, you're doing pretty good. So, um, cause he gets it out relatively quick as we all know. Um, so anyways, that, that's, uh, I thought we did a pretty good job in that area. And, uh, this week I, um, you know, and it's, it's important that we keep building on that and, and, uh, nobody does it better than Brendan. I mean, he's very good at teaching it and, and, uh, our guys are, are responding. So we, we keep it going. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey coach, uh, understanding that a lot has to do with what the defense is doing. You guys have been playing some pretty good defenses. Uh, when it comes to the pass protection, do you anticipate any changes potentially to help protect Pat a little bit more, or do you like uh, what you've seen from your guys recently? Yeah, well, I mean, that was a good defensive front. They got us a couple times. I mean, that happens, you know, we want them to not be hit at all. You know, I'm not sure that's a reality necessarily in this league. You're going to get touched somewhere. So, um, but we can always do better. Our, our guys are, they feel a great responsibility to do that. <clears throat> it's also important that I, I vary things up a little bit too and give the guys better opportunity to, to protect. So part of that's my responsibility and, and part of it's theirs. And that's why we're a team, right? So everybody's got their, their job to do and we can all do a little better. <clears throat> Go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. <laughs> uh, Coach, first of all, uh, the uh, Black Pearl play, uh, what, what's, what's your feel on, on when the time is to do that? Like, you know, is, is it a score? Is it jump on it early? Like what, what, what goes into your mindset on when you're going to unleash that? Then I'll have a follow-up, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, we, we thought we had a, you know, we thought we had an opportunity. Uh, it keeps the guys alive. I think that's a, it keeps everybody involved. And, <clears throat> and so they get into, they get into those and, um, you know, Kelsey's taking a beating over it. Uh, you know, is maneuvering with the football, but <clears throat> you know, that's, uh, that's part of it. We have a wrinkle here or there that we, you know, we have fun with. So <clears throat> and hopefully it works. We're trying to score. I mean, that's what we're trying to do. And then I just go off of when I feel that it's right to do, then we'll, we'll do it. So. it. I mean, everybody has fun. The guys even had fun with it right afterwards when it didn't work. Pat saying it was him saying, throw me the ball right? That he, he felt like he maybe got into his head a little bit. Is, is it kind of like, you know, an ace in the hole to, to be able to kind of jack the team up and take that emotional level up, uh, you know, in a season? Well, they, listen, they, <clears throat> this is a serious business. So we're, we're grinding away and there's a lot of hours put in. Um, and, and so you give the guys uh, a little something. Now you want it to be a good play and you don't want, you know, it's not a, we're not making a mockery of the thing. So we're trying to make it where it's a, uh, um, you know, it's an opportunity, another opportunity to score a touchdown. And, um, and I mean, as you saw there, I mean, we had people, people available. It just, it, it didn't work out. I mean, that 24 did a heck of a job with it too. So you got to give him credit, but, <clears throat> but that, that's, uh, that's why we do it. I mean, it's, it's a good, good, get everybody involved play. Like we've got four more left. We'll go right down the line, starting with Harold. Go ahead, Harold. The uh, first question, and I'll have a follow-up right after, but when it comes to uh, Tyree Kill, of course, and inside the NFL had mentioned uh, when he first saw Patrick Mahomes, he was like, whoa, what, who is this guy? I was just wondering if you heard that uh, comment. It, I, obviously, you thought very highly of Patrick Mahomes, but what did you think about Tyree Kill, uh, his thoughts on Patrick Mahomes when he first came out? I think he was 
I think he was having fun with it, you know. <clears throat> um, so he, he uh, those two go after each other and have a good time with it. So I think that's really what it was. And, and uh, you know, I think it was more in jest than anything. Uh, you couldn't help but see uh, how talented Pat was when he got here doing all the no looks and all that stuff. So <clears throat> I, I think that, uh, you know, he was just giving him the business there for a second. Uh, quick follow-up with the second half against Tampa Bay, obviously a lot slower than what the first quarter was against Tampa. Was there any concern when you looked at the film that you did anything wrong or anything you need to correct out of coming out of that second half offensively? Yeah, I know there's some things. Yeah, there's some things that they did. They did, Ty did a nice job with a couple of adjustments and uh, we've got to do a better job. I got to make sure that I get the guys in the right position uh, to do it with the plays. So um, I'll take responsibility for that. And, um, uh, you know, we'll do better. We, good stuff that you can learn from it, for sure. Yeah. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. <clears throat> Hello, Andy. I have two questions right. as well. Uh, the first one is, um, I know uh, Rick Burkholder had his situation um, with COVID. Is he back with the team? Yes. Okay. And, and then secondly, um, I believe – Sunday was the first game where you guys had your full collection of skill position players outside of maybe Byron Pringle since Le'Veon Bell came back. <clears throat> With that much talent, what did you see on tape that gives you confidence that this offense can somehow perhaps maybe get better as more guys have more snaps together, uh, the full you know collection? Yeah, well, we need to do that. We need to keep getting better. I mean, that's a, that's a challenge throughout, throughout the season. You don't want lulls in the action and you want to keep uh, getting better and in different areas that you're not as strong in. So that's what we work on. And um, and at the same time, try to excel in the areas we are good at. So I, I mentioned after the game, I thought it was good to get Sammy back in and just get him in the game to play. And he got he got in the, the two minute and his numbers went up there a little bit, but <clears throat> it was great to get him back in the swing and, and working and, um, and for the stretch down here. So um, I thought that was a real positive. Last two, we'll go Sam and then Herbie. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, All right, Sam. Good news. I've only got one question. Um, <clears throat> kind of an oddity this afternoon with the Steelers playing an afternoon game. Uh, I'm wondering, do you always watch a primetime game because you're able to watch it, or do you pay extra attention because this is two AFC teams that, that you might be able to see in the playoffs? Yeah, I don't know how much. I go right from here into a, a meeting. So I, I've got these meetings that <clears throat> last into the evening there with uh, coaches and players. So, um, you know, if I have a chance to look at it, I'll watch it uh, because of that. I think they're two good football teams, and I like to just see how they're doing against each other. Um, but I might have to see the replay of it. You know, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to see too much of it live. The last to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, just want to say uh, I, I probably have a better arm than Adam Teicher, just in case, you know, you wanted to call someone up. But just point that out. Mitchell Schwartz, I know he's on injured reserve. Uh, how, how is this progress going? And is he a player that you hope to get back before the postseason? Yeah, we'll, we'll just see. I mean, listen, he's a smart, he's a smart kid. And uh, so he knows he's been around a long time and he knows how he's feeling. And he's he's a good communicator. So. He keeps that open with the guy, with uh, the trainers and docs. So I think that that's the most important thing right now. And then when he's right, then we'll get him back out there. Um, but until then, um, you know, we, we don't do I mean, we do that with every player. We, we're not going to rush him back if uh, he can't go. And that's why we expect the next guy to step in and play and 
Rimmers is doing a nice job for us. Uh, you know, he's really stepped up and, and played well. But, you know, that that's kind of how we go. But we have a lot of trust in Mitch and his, you know, we know he's a tough guy and he, he's a good communicator on top of that. So. Hey, Patrick, in light of the um, what happened to the Broncos quarterback room last week, can you take us through the protocols you guys have in place to, to kind of make sure that that kind of thing doesn't happen, whether it's virtual meetings, d- distancing mask, whatever it might be? And Brad, yeah, I'll have a follow-up too. Sorry. Yeah, yeah uh, we, I think the, we do a great job. Uh, we, we're actually in a, a different room that we've been in in years past, a much bigger room. It's kind of where the, they used to have staff meetings at. Um, and so we're spread out and there's only a certain n- number of guys that can be in that room together uh, with that. We have the, the proper amount of distance between each other. And then whenever coach Reed or, or coach, or coach B comes in there for some of our meetings, we'll send people out and they'll virtually meet with us. Um, uh, and they'll still be a part of the virtual part of the experience, but they won't be where it's too congested in the room. And so uh, even with that, we still wear our mask and do all that different type of stuff. But uh, I mean, it's something you have to stay on top of uh, ju- just, just like not playing a football game. I have, I have Brittany at home who's, who's pregnant and high risk, so I try to stay on top of that as much as possible. Yeah. All right. Um, and one more thing about your, your Super Bowl ring. Other than offering it to that guy in the State Farm commercial, do you uh, have you had a chance to show that off at all? Or, or you, you have any stories about your ring that you can pass along from the first couple months you've had it? Yeah, I haven't had to show it off much. The only people I've really got to, to show it to is my family, uh, with my mom and dad, and for them coming up to a couple of the games and everything like that. Uh, uh, obviously, with the COVID uh, uh, pandemic going on, I haven't been able to have a lot of the, the people up that come every single year, and I haven't been able to show them the ring, but hopefully we, we can get through this, and after the season, I can show all my friends and family. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Patrick, I just want to follow up on the question that Adam asked you, and I'm hoping you can quantify this. You mentioned a certain amount of people are only allowed in there. What is it, less than 10 or less than five? Or like, what's the, the number? Well we, well, we have five spots. So there's like five, there's four desks and there's one desk that's like the main one for, uh, for, for like the coach to sit at. So we have like five spots and, and that works whenever it's just the QBs and, and Coach Kafka. But obviously when uh, Coach Bienemy and Coach Reed come in there, we have to uh, send people out. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Good, Matt. Hey, Patrick. Uh, so Tyreek just had an incredible month. I mean, he had over 500 yards receiving, eight touchdowns, 13 touchdowns on the year. So what can you say about Tyreek this year and how he's been getting in the end zone so much? Uh, yeah, I think it's just the the amount of hard work and the amount of practice that he's put in every single year. He gets better and better every single year. He's able to do more and more with, throughout the offense at different spots. And uh, it's paying off. And I mean, when you put in that work and you put in that dedication uh, and, you, and you know how to really the, the small things and details of every single thing we do in this offense, uh, when you have that much ability, you're able to go out there and make plays. Let's go next to Dave Scretta. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, Patrick. Uh, <clears throat> Seren earlier asked uh, Andy about the Black Pearl play. And I, I'm just kind of curious how often you get vetoed. Like, what's your success rate on coming up with plays and Andy actually choosing to put them in the playbook? Uh, I mean, usually uh, if, if I kind of have an idea, uh, we, we usually get it in, but there will be a lot of times where he kind of tweaks it to make it more uh, accustomed to the offense and more make it basically work uh, is the best way to say it. So I'll come up with ideas of, of plays that I'm trying to do and trying to get guys in these certain situations and certain places and coverages. And then he, he, goes, and, he goes and really details it up and makes it where it'll work within a game. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. 
Hey, Patrick, my, I have a follow-up similar to that because you had come up with the Ferrari right concept early on in the year. What's your process right? Like how often is this something that you're doing? Where do you do it? If you can just elaborate on, on your process of drawing up plays. Yeah, I think it, it it comes from just that that quarterback room in general. We do a great job, and when we're we're watching film, we try to find different ways we can take advantage of certain things that defenses do. Um, and then we kind of try to we hone it in, kind of, and make it to where it's a play that we can get Coach Reed to at least think about. And then and then once it gets into his room, when you have Bianami and Coach Kafka, they they really make it uh, and detail it up so that we can explain it to the offense and, and make plays that go out there and have success. Looks like we've got four left. We'll go right down the line, starting with Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. Um, I didn't mean for this Black Pearl thing to sort of take this over, but I am wondering, you came up with the initial play. Did you come up with the latest iterations we've seen, or were those things that Andy came up with on his own? Uh, the slot the, the slot machine one was for sure, uh, Coach Reed. I mean, he, uh, he, he had it to where I was running out and faking it, and, and Kelsey was doing a little shovel pass underneath. And then I, the, the last one with the Black Pearl, me and Kelsey had already been working on the kind of tossing it around, and then Coach Reed obviously went and detailed it up and made it to where uh, Kelsey had the, the option to run it in or, or throw it. And uh, uh, it didn't work, but uh, it was close enough. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Uh, this is not about Black Pearl, uh, Patrick, but you you did get Sammy Watkins back. Uh, Le'Veon Bell has played his two best games uh, in a Chiefs uniform the last two weeks. Just when you look at the tape, especially on last week, just what does it mean for you in the office to have, you know, most of your skill position players with you now, knowing that they're in the offense and you guys maybe get better uh, with everybody around you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, getting those guys back and getting everybody comfortable within the offense, it helps us execute at a higher and higher level. Um, and then having those guys, it takes the pressure off some of the other guys that have been that have been producing uh, so far this year. So that's why you're seeing guys like uh, Kelsey and, and Tyreek kind of starting to get off more and more uh, later this later as the season goes on. Is because when you have other playmakers out there, you can't put all those all those guys on, on top of those guys. And then when you do, uh, we have guys like Sammy McColl, D. Rob, uh, Clyde, uh, Le'Veon that could all go out there and make plays as well. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, just uh, a, a quick one and a follow-up. Uh, I will go back to the Black Pearl, right? Uh, the, the trick plays, like, you know, how much does that loosen things up? You know, I mean, I know football's fun and you guys enjoy just playing the game itself, but it is a grind, especially this year in, in a COVID environment and everything you guys are trying to work your way through. How, how much does that, you know, maybe lift the team, give a little energy to guys when, when you have those kind of things, even just know it, even if you don't get to it, that day in the game, just, you know, maybe the week of practice going through and breaking up the monotony and, and knowing there's some fun stuff in there. Yeah. I mean, you said it, I mean, there's, there's, I, I couldn't count how many times there is plays that we've came up with that didn't get ran in the game and never really got ran um, because uh, we're just trying to create, we're trying to be creative. We're trying to have fun out there, uh, enjoy it uh, day in and day out. And coach Reed lets us be creative out there by putting in plays like that. And so, Obviously, uh, we try to execute the basics and, the, and the, the base plays as much as possible. And then when we get our opportunity, we try to execute those those trick plays so that he'll call them more often. And, and maybe I misread him, right? He seemed to have kind of like Friday grumpy Andy Reid today, you know, kind of short Andy Reid. So is that, you know, I, I was asking him kind of a similar thing, and he, he kind of kept coming back to, well, it's designed to score, right? That That's what it is. Is it vital you get that thing in there so so grumpy Andy Reid doesn't come out and not call those plays man yeah I mean he's calling those plays you got to execute them I mean uh uh he wasn't he wasn't grumpy grumpy when I was with him I mean it's Christmas season that's like his favorite time of the year so I mean y'all might have made him mad I'll see in this meeting later uh let's go last to Steve Walls go ahead Steve 
Hey, Patrick, something off the field, man. Uh, not all professional athletes get the opportunity to have their own signature shoe. Um, is this something that's been in the works for you? And uh, if you could put your salesman hat on for a second, why, why should folks go out and pick those up for, for a holiday gift? Yeah, it's uh, well, it, it's not technically my signature shoe. Uh, that's something that I hopefully will be able to work with Adidas and get uh, my own type of shoe and stuff like that. Um, but it is a collaboration that I'm doing with Adidas, and it's kind of my hometown White House Wildcat colors of my, of our own type of Ultra Boost. And I, I've already gotten a pair, and I mean they're 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 sweet, man. I mean they're comfortable. You can you can go out there; they look cool. And uh, hopefully this is just a start and we're able to collab more and more. And then, and then eventually I'll get my own signature shoe. And, uh, and hopefully that, that'll be something that'll be pretty sweet that I'll have forever. Patrick, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and now we continue on with wide receiver Sammy Watkins. A little bit of an off-the-football-related question, but I just spoke with Amadou Dia, who said uh, a lot of good things about you. He's your friend from Clemson, and, you know, Sporting Kansas City has their match. Just wanted to know what your relationship is like with him, how much you guys still talk, and how much you're rooting him on uh, to try to bring another championship to Kansas City. Um, he actually hit me up like a couple months ago. I think we was in um, camp. But that was a guy, man, that I, I grew up with, man, at Clemson. We, we was both two young stars, and um, um, we both um, helped, each out, helped each other out during the, um, the time that we were there. But I hope it, he continued to have success, and, um, you know, he was a good soccer player. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Sammy, just what um, impressed you most about being back with the offense after spending some time away from the team? And then what did it mean for you to, to play the role that you played before and to see the success that, you know, maybe uh, someone like, you know, Tyree Kill had because you were back in the, on the field? Um, those guys aren't rolling. So I'm just trying to catch up to their speed. I go out and I'm like, man, dang, Tan, you got Demarcus Robinson, you got everybody, Kemp, freaking Trav, um, everybody freaking moving fast. I'm like, man, I got to catch up to that speed. But the offense is going to continue to do what they've been doing without me or with me. Um, I'm just trying to catch up and add my game and um, my style of play to the game and, you know, and continue to um, go out there and have fun and play and um, keep winning football, keep winning games. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go down. Hey, Sammy. Um, wanted to ask you about Tyreek. Are there specific ways you've seen him improve since you've been here with the Chiefs? Um, of course, on the field, he's fantastic. He's amazing. Um, but off the field, I think um, he has grown as a young man. Um, you see he's with his kids. Um, you see he's 
um, doing the little things around the building, which taking care of his body, um, just being uplifting, um, being, being the guy that he always been. And um, I think that's the most important thing when you got a guy catching 10 touchdowns and 1,000 yards, um, how he is off the field. And I think he's been amazing this year. And I think that's, a, that's the blessings that he's getting on the field with, you know, scoring touchdowns and, and um, having all the receiving yards. Good Pete Sweeney. Good Pete. Hey Sammy, welcome back. Um, probably wouldn't ask you this in a usual year, but we we probably won't get to talk to you again for a while. But how are you feeling about the organization in the long term? Do you feel like this could be a fit for you in the future? I know the contract is this year. How have you felt the year has gone, and then again the organization in the long term? Um, I don't know what what's the what's the whole of the future. Um, all I can do is just keep playing my game and, and having fun and enjoy. Of course, I, I love it here. I enjoy it here. Um, of course, we're ten and one. I love to win, and um, you know, if something get rid up and and it fits me, fits my agent, um, of course, I would love to be here. But um, I, right now, I just want to focus on the season and continue to win, and you know, hopefully, bring home a Super Bowl. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Good, Sam. Hey, Sammy. Um, how much, or I guess, at what point in the season do you start looking at the standings? Uh, what teams you might need to lose for you guys to to gain a spot in the standings and to, to that end, how much are you able to pay attention? I know you guys have meetings and stuff, so how much are you able to pay attention to sort of what's going to go on with the Steelers-Ravens game today? I really don't pay attention to it. Um, I let the coaches take care of who we play and how we play, but I think if we just continue to play how we've been playing, winning our games, controlling what we can control, and um, you know, whoever we play, they can line up the freaking 85 Bears. <laughs> as long as we play in our game and doing our thing, I think we'll be okay. Got two left. We'll go Matt, Derek, and then Karen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Sammy. Over the last, I know, few years, you've worked in the offseason and tie with Keith Williams up in Nebraska. I'm just curious, you know, what's it like working with Coach Williams, and what have you guys, you know, learned and gotten from him? Um, we call him Unc, but um, he's, he's a great guy. Um, I think he, he knows and played this game at a high level. Um, the way he coached things is totally different from many other coaches. And um, not only that, but I think he truly care about us. Um, I haven't answered his text, and he's calling me like, "Hey, don't make me drive up there." So um, I think he truly care about our well being. And um, but definitely coaching, man. He, he's definitely um, helped not only me but several guys in this league. We'll ask to Karen Kornacki. Go ahead, Karen. Hey, Sammy, I have two questions for you. Good to see you back. By the way, we've missed you. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you know, we've been talking to to Patrick and Kelsey and Andy Reid about this black girl. How to the rest of the team follow when your teammates are designing plays and do you get to vote on anything have you ever seen anything quite like this before i've never seen the type of players that we have and to have that much you know we got one of the best quarterbacks in the league so i think whatever he says we're going to kind of follow it. And then, you know, it, I think it happened, I think, early in the week where he did one thing and it was successful. Then week two and week three and week four. So I think he's just been so creative to where it's like, everybody, let's give it a freaking try. And it's been working. And um, I hope he continue to create whatever he's creating and let's keep scoring touchdowns. That's awesome. And and then my other question just is, when you're playing a team that has been down, whether it's because of the numbers of COVID uh, tests or whether, you know, things just are injuries, but Denver has not had the season they want. What do you, how do you guys face, these guys are like a rival, they're in your division, but they've really struggled this year. So what is the mentality when you're facing a team like the Broncos who've gone through so much? I think for us to stay level-headed and stay grounded and um, continue to 
work how we've been working. Um, we can't look at the situation at Dan. Only thing we can do is um, control our situation, which is we're trying to continue to win games and be that playoff team and be that Super Bowl team we once um, was last year. So we're not taking any pity on their record. We're going out there to play like we're playing a Super Bowl. And um, I think if we do that, we'll be fine. Danny, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, Legereus, welcome back. Um, I was curious, as you were trying to recover from your injury, I know that that can be tough, especially after the start that you had. How did you remain positive? And just can you bring us through what it was like to finally rehab and, and get back with the team? Uh, first of all, you know, I started off by praying with God, you know. It was hard with my mental, you know, how I started off. And plus, me trying to come back and maintain that same image that I put out, you know. But with God, you know, Everything, anything is possible. So I kept my faith within God. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Legarius. Uh, just wanted to uh, ask you whether you feel like you're the same player yet that maybe you were in the first couple of games before you the injury. And Brad, I'll have a, a second question as well. So you're asking, am I the same person that I was? Well, the same player, yeah. I mean, you feel like uh, you're playing the same way you did before. Almost definitely. I'm getting better. You know, my mental wise, you know, I'm playing a new position. You know, it's going to expand my mental, make me think a lot. You know, make me go home and work harder than what I was working. So, yeah, most definitely made me a great player than what I was. All right. Haven't had a chance to talk to you since the game in Vegas a couple weeks ago. Um, looked like there was something going on on the sideline between you and Chris Jones, maybe some other players involved. Can you – what happened there? Uh, no, nothing. We just had a little bit of, you know, confirmations with us. But we sat down after the game where you had – we had sat down and talked about what's went on like man's supposed to do. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Good, Sam. Hey, Legereus. It seems like you've returned to a little bit of a different role than, than what you had before the injury. Can you kind of talk about the differences in what you're doing now and what you were doing before you got hurt? Uh, I was at corner, you know, I'm out there on the island by myself or, you know, but nickel is totally different from corner. Like nickel, you got big run fits. You know, it's a lot goes on, which you have to be patient. You know? And I think it's teaching me patience within myself. Go back to Pete Sweeney. I think you had a follow-up there. Go ahead, Pete. Yes, uh, sorry. Uh, Legereus, uh, it, it seems like you've shown a knack uh, early on here in your NFL career for being able to track and, and find the ball. What what do you credit that to? Why do you think you have such a knack for that? Oh, man, just a mindset, man. You know, you got to have it in your mind, like, go get it. If you want something, like, you'll go get it. So that's what's in my mindset. If I see ball, see ball, get ball. So go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Legereus, I, I did want to ask you about um, playing on the inside, kind of uh, following up on Sam's question. Um, when did the coaching staff sort of prepare you for this role, and what was it like to try to study for it before actually playing an NFL game in a new position? Well, honestly, uh, I started preparing before they even told me, so – I was trying to learn it before they even told me. So I was just preparing myself, but it's totally different from, from me. It's totally different from sitting at home, trying to read a book instead of actually going out there and doing it, you know? So me, while I was going out there and doing it, that's how I learn faster when I go through the process. So I think as I go through the process, you know, get better day by day, you know, never get comfortable with the spot. You know, you always can learn. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, two quick questions, Legereus. First of all, uh, along the lines, everyone talk about where you're playing and moving around. You know, this is the first time you guys finally were all healthy. It seems like 
it's almost one right after another. You know, one guy was down. There was always one guy missing. Uh, how how much time does it take to to for everyone now to find that new role? Right, to, it's your first chance. Really, just the last couple of weeks that you got all the corners out there. Uh, how, how long do you think it's going to take for everyone to kind of settle into what their spot's going to be? Uh, I don't think you know. I think we're a very adjustable team. You know, whatever they throw us at, I think we can adjust at it and put our head down and go to work at it. And then what happened with Denver last week, right? All their quarterbacks go down. They mm -hmm. still had to play. Rough game for them. You're watching a game today, getting ready to go with, with Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Uh, is that, does that resonate that, hey, the NFL is going to make you play no matter what? Does that uh, send another message? And Most definitely. Most definitely. It should be a message for everyone. Like, wherever you're at, man, you know, get out there and play football. You've been doing it all your life. You know, this is the highest level, you know. And we'll go last to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Santa Jarius, I hope all is well with you. Uh, just curious, you know, obviously you've been a rookie. How you feel you you would grade yourself thus far, your learning curve from last year to this year, and then some of the matchups that you've had uh, in the NFL. Talk about that, if you would. Oh, man, you know, it's all about studying. You know, the stage is not too big for me, man. You know, I slow down, slow my thinking down. You know, the days what I do before the game, as my first game, what I did was I meditate. You know, that helps me a lot when I meditate because it slows my thinking down. Like if I'm out there and then I'm just like just mind just blowing, like I'm going to be like obnoxious or uptight and I, I don't want to do that. So meditation, that's helped, that helped me a lot with my with my with my game. Actually, I go home and I meditate. It takes a lot off my mind because I do have problems back at home as well, you know, but meditation, it helps me out with trying to balance everything. So meditation is a good, good quality for me.